The Athletic. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Kepa has failed to save any of 11. Kepa hits it high! It's a record-breaking ninth League Cup as the Reds start the trophy hall rolling. And this could be some season by the look of it. The Carabao Cup final coming down to a penalty shootout between two keepers... This showdown could not have been tighter. Now, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read all of our articles on Liverpool as well as everything else on the site by going to theathletic.com slash Liverpool Right now, you can sign up for a special price of just a pound a month for six months. So go to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool I'm Steve Hothersalt. This is the Red Agenda with James Pearce and Kiever O'Neill, both still on a massive high. We all are. It's been 10 years since a domestic cup uh, was lifted by Liverpool. And boy, it was worth the wait, James. <laughs> it really was, Steve. Yeah, it was uh, what an in- just an absolutely incredible day at Wembley, absolutely laced with... With drama, I think, you know, if, if someone had said to you beforehand Liverpool and Chelsea would, would fight out a nil-nil draw that went to penalties, you'd you'd be a bit underwhelmed by the by the prospect of what was in store. But it was certainly the best nil-nil I've ever seen in, in any game, let alone a major final. It was just difficult to make sense of because, you know, it, it could have been three or it could have been four all. You know, it was, I think Klopp, as he so often does, found the perfect words after when he described it as like, two wild lions going at each other. I think, you know, you could you could pick plenty of holes tactically in, in how open both teams were and how stretched it got. And obviously the longer it went on, fatigue played a part. You know, all those disallowed goals, some heroic goalkeeping, some abject finishing as well. And then, yeah, the irony of two teams who couldn't fashion a goal between them legitimately 120 minutes, then couldn't stop scoring when we got to penalties. And... Um, for all 11 players who finished the game for Liverpool to, to score from the spot, including Quivine Kelleher. And then for, you know, the irony of Kepper, who obviously was brought on as the penalty specialist, him to be the full guy and to hit that hit that one into the night sky, which I think is still going up now, um, just sparked absolutely scenes of, of mass joy. And um, yeah, it was just an absolute pleasure to be there. Hats off to both teams. I thought they were both superb in the 120 minutes, but let's just look at Liverpool. What an outstanding side this Liverpool team is, Kiva, and capable of making this a really historic season. Yeah, definitely. Just incredible scenes. And I think Mo Salah sort of got it right and got the sort of mood of the club right at the minute and among the fan base when he, he put on his uh, social media, one down. I think that's very much the feeling, isn't it? You know, it's one trophy down, on to the next one. Obviously, Norwich in the FA Cup coming up. God knows who'll play that game because pretty much every player seemed to play at Wembley on, on Sunday. But yeah, nice to have another trophy in the bag because, you know, this team is a team that should be successful in that way and should be remembered for trophies. The team Jürgen Klopp's built's just been remarkable, really, and they, they deserve silverware and very much earned it, earned it yesterday. So on to the next one now, isn't it? Which is exciting, an exciting time to be a Liverpool fan. I mean, although it is the League Cup, it felt far bigger than that. The atmosphere, the importance. I mean, you lose that game... And all of a sudden, you are a little bit deflated. It was so important to get that foothold in this season, James. 
Yeah, I think probably on in, for two two main reasons. I think just here and now it means an awful lot in the context of what Klopp and the staff and the players and the supporters have been through in the last couple of years. I think there might have been you know pre pandemic you know a, a winning the league cup might have. I don't think it would have prompted such scenes I think you have to put it in the context of you know what the journey that that Liverpool have been on you know going back to being denied all the trappings of winning that first Premier League title for 30 years you know Anfield being empty you know that not having a parade you know it's been a long time since Liverpool were able to to really share something like that with their supporters and then even you know Klopp spoke in the build-up to Sunday about how you know, he, he just couldn't wait for last season to end because he felt so drained. And I think, you know, when you've been at that other end of the spectrum, you know, where all those serious injuries cut so deep, and I think Liverpool suffered so much as well with having to play for so long behind closed doors because we know this is an emotional team that, that feeds off the the emotion from the from the stands. I think, you know, all of that just made it that extra, extra special. And then the second factor is, you know, as great as that was now, it's what it can do for this team for the rest of the season because that is the the perfect springboard to go on and win bigger prizes and um, you know I loved hearing Trent Alexander Arnold talk about how you know why not why why shouldn't we try and win all four you know we're, obviously you need some luck along the way but you know we're good enough to do it and that has to be the mindset because Liverpool are six points behind Manchester City with a game in hand at the top of the Premier League beat Norwich in midweek this week. They're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and they've got one foot in the last eight of the Champions League having beaten Inter Milan in their own backyard. So these are just incredible days to to be a Liverpool supporter. And um, yeah, you just think to yourself, wow, what could they go on and achieve between now and the end of May? You're convincing me, James. Absolutely. Let's just look so many subplots, narratives to the day itself and the match. We'll start, Keeve, with the fact that Thiago injures himself in, in the warm-up. And a lot of the talk in the you know the past few weeks has been how instrumental he's been to making this side tick. So your your heart falls ever so slightly for him. You see the pictures of him crying, and you think, how's this going to affect Liverpool? Yeah, it was a blow for him, and definitely sad to see. I mean, I usually actually spend a lot of time watching Thiago in the warm up because I mean, if you don't do that, I'm I'm not sure what else you should be doing because he's just some of the passes he plays, the way he brings the ball down, everything's just gorgeous. But I, did, I wasn't watching him yesterday, so I didn't see what happened. Uh, but just such a blow for him and for Liverpool because that midfield of Fabinho and Jordan Henderson, you would imagine Liverpool's first choice midfield going forward. So definitely sad to see because that was his moment as well. You've got to remember, you know, a lot of these players are winning the first medals yesterday with Liverpool, Thiago being one of them. And he would have liked to have done that on the pitch, but, you know, still very much involved in the celebrations after, which was nice to see. Obviously, Diogo Jota, Luis Diaz, who I thought was remarkable, probably man of the match until he was taken off. He was just brilliant and, you know, keeps giving us a taste of of what he's going to bring to Liverpool. Exuberant in his football, just wanted to take it past everyone, didn't he? Which is great to see. Um, So, you know, he's been at the club for a few days, it feels, and he's already won a medal, so that's nice. Okay, let's put let's put the spotlight on on the keepers because that is quite some story, isn't it? You've got you've got a tale of two different keepers here, really. You've got Klopp and the faith, the unrelenting faith, James, in Quivine Kelleher actually giving him 
that responsibility a few weeks ago and sticking to it. Some might have thought that by the time we got to final day, he'd go for Allison, but no. Said he never changed his mind on that one. Then you've got Tuchel, who takes Mendy off after 128 minutes, which is almost the opposite end of the scale. I mean, that this story about the two keepers will go down in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really will. I think, first of all, you've got to give Kravine Keller a huge amount of credit. I mean, that... That was an incredible performance from you know what is essentially still a rookie goalkeeper. I think that was only his seventeenth senior game for Liverpool, and the biggest day of his life by a mile, walking out at Wembley in front of eighty five thousand people. Yet he repaid Klopp's faith many, many times over. You know, with the saves he made, there was that early one, of course, wasn't there from Pulisic? There was that crucial one right at the death from Lukaku as well. But I just, I just thought in generally. You know, he commanded his penalty box so well. You know, he, he just seems to be so calm and never, ever looked like he was he was nervous. And I think we saw that with, you know, I think he probably went through that game a thousand times in his head, lying in bed in the hotel next to Wembley Stadium on, on Saturday night. But I don't think any of those thousand scenarios involved him scoring what proved to be the, the winning penalty. But, you know, even the way he dispatched that was, was just so ice ice cool. And then, yeah, you know, Kepper, the irony of him being brought on because he is a penalty specialist and actually missing the one that, that cost Chelsea the final. And um, I think it's, it's easy in hindsight, isn't it, to say I, I saw, you know, some pundits obviously criticising Tuchel and you know, it, it worked previously, didn't it, when they brought Kepper on in a, I think it was in the Super Cup. It didn't work on Sunday. I must admit, what I thought was strange was just in the context of the game, Mendy had been so good. And I just think if you're a Liverpool player and you're walking up to take a penalty against a guy that's pulled off one of the greatest saves I've ever seen, that one from Sadio Mane when he produced that double save first half, I just think psychologically, you know, that's that's in the back of your head as a Liverpool player if you're walking up to face Mendy thinking, you know, I'm going to have to hit this either incredibly hard or incredibly accurate to beat him. Whilst I don't think Kepper has that same kind of standing, you know, he didn't really get close to the Kepper, I don't think, you know, Liverpool's penalties were so good, and, you know, I know they had worked on them in the build-up to the game, and of course, they've been, they've been working with these German neuroscientists, Neuro 11, and I know they, they were at the AXA training centre in Kirby a few days before the final, um, working with the squad, and, and that's, that's all about brain training, and ensuring that players stay calm under pressure, and execute you know, the technique that they've worked on in the training field. And yeah, you'd have to say all of that came together on Sunday afternoon. But um, yeah, as for Quivin Kelleher, when you look through that team sheet, there's so many great stories. But Kelleher's is absolutely right up there. And you know, one of my favourite moments after the the game was, you know, after the Jordan Henderson came down with the players back onto the pitch, onto that makeshift podium for the, the ticker tape and for the photographers to get their picks. And he... After the squad had all been together, he thrust the trophy into Kelleher's hands and, and kind of shoved him in the direction of the photographers and told him to, you know, to, to bask in the glory and to be in the, the limelight. And Henderson himself stood and applauded Kelleher, which I think says a lot about Henderson. And it also says a lot about the esteem in which Kelleher is held in the dressing room because um, that was an incredible performance. You used that word calm a few times. And Kiva, I don't think there was one person, one Liverpool fan who, who felt that, this guy was at all unnerved about playing that final. And that early stop he made, I think, set the tone for, for the entire game. Yeah, and what a stop it was. I think he went on to make a couple more, didn't he, that were just like, wow, you know, this kid's got talent. And he's not even a kid, but he just feels like he, he, he's really young. 
um, to be, you know, playing in a final for Liverpool. And obviously we know Klopp's been sort of going on about it when, you know, people would ask, are you still sort of going with Kelleher? And he'd say, yeah. And it, it was like, you know, he was the first player on the team sheet for the final ahead of anyone else. And, you know, we've known that for a long time. So he would have had that sort of rolling around, wouldn't he, in his mind? And, you know, probably a little bit nervous on Sunday, but didn't show it at all. And I think that's what has been so remarkable about, about him is that, you know, every time he plays for Liverpool, the fans don't feel stressed out or nervous or anxious about it at all because he, you know, I've said it before, he's very much from the school of Alisson in terms of goalkeeping. We know he's training with him and he gives that calm to supporters and Liverpool haven't always had that in an understudy goalkeeper, but they've definitely got it in him. You know, one or two fans, if not more, were probably thinking, oh, this could go one or two ways, but it didn't. You know, it went the right way for, for Liverpool and the right way for Kelleher and what a penalty he took as well, just so calm. Um, and then, you know, obviously Kepa missing, but he got close to a few, didn't he? But just couldn't quite come up with a save, which was unfortunate. But I think he'd done enough uh, saves during the game. I'm presuming that maybe they do practice penalties, the keepers, maybe just when they're training with each other. But what what a contrast, James, in his penalty and Kepa's penalty. What on earth was... Was Kepa thinking about? I mean, you know, someone very high up in the stands ended up with that ball. As a keeper, you've just got... It's easy to say it, isn't it? You just keep it low, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is very easy, isn't it? Sat here now to be to critical. But yeah, you might, like... I think... I think you know what? I think that's just pressure. That's a, psych, a psychology thing, I think, for me. Because you're, you're right. Because when you take everything out of it, when you take all the noise out of it, you just think to yourself... You just have to make sure that you force Kelleher to make a save. You know, it, that technique, you know, I, I just don't understand how he thought he was ever scoring to to hit it so wildly with his laces. You know, we you know the ball was only going in, in one direction and that was that was up towards space. So um yeah, you know, a truly a truly dreadful penalty. Probably the worst one I've seen since Charlie Adam in the the twenty twelve was that the twenty twelve <laughs> final. What was actually your favourite penalties, guys? Oh, like, you can't be. Fabino's was. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one for the ages. That penalty. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just you've got to have some front, some confidence to, because the reality is, if the, if the keeper doesn't move, then you just look like an absolute fool, don't you? When you when you dink it down the middle like that, but. That's just the mark of a player that just oozes belief in himself. And again, you know, just that, I think that experience and calmness that was running through the, the squad that you know, at, at that point when, you know, physically and mentally, they must have been absolutely drained to have the, the presence and the peace of mind to, to dispatch a penalty like that. I mean, yeah, Fabino was my pick, but you know what? I don't think there was a single Liverpool penalty, was there, that, that just crept in? You know, it was... The Kepa, I think he got like maybe fingertips to one of them out of the eleven, which, which is incredible, really. I don't know whether you were doing this, Kiva, but I was stood there saying to the person next to me, giving a reason why every Liverpool player would miss. You know, oh Harvey Elliott, this is going to be terrible. You know, right, right, bad, bad headlines. He's a young lad. Andy Robertson, you should never have a left footer taking penalties. Almost like trying to prepare yourself for for the worst. I mean, how confident were you? Yeah, I think as every player walks up, you kind of assess them, don't you? So the same thing always happens with left footers, like especially left backs or defenders. You're kind of thinking, oh no, Andy Robertson. But then I reassured myself thinking, he's the captain of Scotland. He's going to go and score this. And then obviously he did. So I kind of do that, like, you know, make my mind up and then be like, no, no, it's going to be all right. So, you know, I think uh, 
a lot of fans would have been doing that. But you do convince yourself, don't you, that they're going to miss for some reason. And then I thought, like, maybe Timo Werner with everything that had gone on, you know, maybe joining Liverpool and then ended up signing for Chelsea, maybe be the one to, to sky is. But that wasn't the case. I just There were stories and sort of, as everyone walked up, you kind of, you know, could see the headline almost for each one of them to miss or for the one to, that would score the winning penalty. So, yeah, but and just coming on to my favourite penalty, obviously Fabinho's was just ridiculous and I think everyone was sort of shocked that he went for that. But I think Virgil van Dijk, for me, when you watch them back, Kepa yeah. has stood over to the left. He gives van Dijk maybe a yard to hit it into. Van Dijk just goes that way anyway. It's like, I'm going that way. You can stand as close as you want, but you're not getting anywhere near. Watching them back and seeing that. It's amazing. And then you see the likes of, I think the celebrations from the Liverpool players, obviously it was at the Liverpool end, but it just felt like it meant more to them. Like they really, like they were feeling the pressure almost. And it was like a release after every one. I don't think you got that as much with the Chelsea players. I know a few of them sort of opted for the shush, um, which didn't probably work out well for them in the end. Um, but yeah, so I felt like Harvey Elliott's celebration, every player seemed to really you know, give it their all, celebrating in front of the Liverpool fans. So that sort of convinced me that, you know, they were feeling the pressure, but also that they were going to go on to, to win the shootouts. Was it Liverpool-Middlesbrough that went some ridiculous penalty shootout? I commentated on the game. I can't remember what it was, James. Yeah, didn't quite go as far as that. Was it 14, 13 or something? Be, uh, yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? It went way, way <laughs> yeah, past. You definitely had half the team, I think, taking a second penalty that night, didn't you? It was yeah, one of those ones but- where you thought it might not ever end. But the quality of these penalties was outrageously good on on the day. So there we go. We got Liverpool winning the cup, and Jordan Henderson up there doing his his trademark cup raise, which is shuffle. Is that what you call it? Which it's just brilliant, isn't it? I mean, all of a sudden, it just gives you that appetite for more. Everyone buys into that now. The Chelsea end had cleared. Just that those amazing scenes. What did you make of it afterwards, James? Yeah, I think the bond, the spirit, the unity, the the camaraderie, and that sense of togetherness just absolutely shone through in those in those moments. I think um, another great moment amongst so many was you know that that young scouse lad who somehow got his hands on the trophy and ended up you know Allison ended up taking a little Liverpool fan up with him when they got the trophy. And I think um, you know I think a lot of people thought at the time it must be you know, one of the players' sons or something. But it was, you know, from what I'm told, it was just a, a random fan that, that Alison said, come on, you know, all right, you come up you come up with us. And what a great image that is of the little boy gazing up at Klopp as he's lifting the trophy um, to those 33,000 Liverpool fans inside Wembley. So, um, yeah, I think huge for Henderson as well, who's, you know, come in for what I think is some unfair criticism at times this season. I think it was a, a day again that, underlined what an inspirational leader he is and how crucial he is to that bond that in the dressing room you know it perfectly showcased you know what Klopp has built in terms of you know so many star names so many special talents but you know all very much as one you know no big egos no one on the outskirts of things everyone everyone feeling that they were part of it and that was right down to you know those squad players who who weren't involved because it was when you go back through Liverpool's run from, you know, when they won away at Norwich and, you know, and then beating Preston and, you know, that amazing fight back against Leicester when they looked absolutely doomed, you know, you think of players who played their part. I mean, Takumi Minamino wasn't involved in the final. It was, you know, you could see the players 
we're kind of shoving him forward and saying, no, 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 you know, you've been, you know, a, a, a real, really important part of this. And, you know, right down to youngsters like Cade Gordon and Tyler Morton, Curtis Jones. So there was, there was loads of players who weren't involved in the final who had played their part. And even, you know, when, when Henderson went down onto the pitch and onto that makeshift podium, you know, it was because it, there wasn't an awful lot of room and um, all the backroom staff had kind of had kind of stood to one side. And when Klopp saw that, he was like, no, 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 you all need to be in these pictures as well because, you know, we know what Klopp is like. It You know, it's very much about no one is more important than anyone else. You know, everyone has a crucial part to play and he wanted everyone to to feel like they were they were fully immersed in those in those celebrations so um yeah in the same way as I think you know when it went into penalties I was thinking I fear what losing this might do for the rest of the season because I think it would have been a hammer blow to come out second best having given so much instead you come away thinking wow what could this do for Liverpool for the rest of this season, because um, you know, the, the consistency levels are just crazy. I think I think sometimes we almost take it for granted, and it doesn't get fully appreciated because you know, unfortunately, in this era, Liverpool are up against an unbelievably good opponent in Manchester City. But this Liverpool team have lost twice in the last fifty games in all competitions, including yesterday. That's you know, that's ten successive wins. You know that this momentum they've built up, you know, is you know they they keep on writing records and. Um, it's a team that I think will be talked about, you know, in all for, for many, many years to come. And, and I think Sunday was important as well because it enhances that legacy of being one of the all-time great Liverpool teams. Because to do that, yes, they've won the biggest prizes, but it was a couple of years ago now. You need to keep winning. You need to become serial winners if you want to be regarded as up there with the teams of the 70s and the 80s. And you just get the feeling that They've got that that hunger to win prizes. That's that's well and truly back, and he's got the personnel to do it too. Yeah, you can read much more on that James's piece on the the Athletic. Now the Liverpool juggernaut uh, lives to compete for every prize. Brilliant piece uh, by James. So check it out now. It's interesting you say about being compared to those teams of the eighties. I do I do a lot of stuff with the former players. I was doing something with Ronnie Whelan on on Saturday, and he said just that, Kiva. He was saying, I think. This team now does actually compare to some of the greatest ever Liverpool teams. You've even got the former players who are quite happy to take their hats off to this team now. Yeah, and I think they have been doing it for such a long time. Under Jurgen Klopp as well, you know, now winning another trophy sort of even more so cements that legacy. You know, they probably haven't won enough up until now. And this feels like the season to to really go and do it. And I think, you know, I was saying to a couple of mates um, after the game, you know, walking out the ground yesterday that, you know, no matter what happens now, Liverpool have won a trophy this season. That must just bring sort of a little bit of, you know, take a little bit of the pressure off almost, but also add to it. Um, You know, they, they want to win more, don't they? So... I think it's definitely a good thing for Liverpool and obviously if it would have been the other way and, you know, Kelleher would have skied his penalty and Kepa would have scored his, then, you know, we'd, we'd be speaking a lot different today, wouldn't we? And, you know, the scenes would, would have been a lot different and difficult to take in, but Liverpool have, have won a trophy and, you know, now they're, they're looking to go and do something incredible. Can they win all, all three that they're still in for? Who knows, but... What a ride it's been so far on the Jurgen Klopp, and I think that'll continue. And fans just really have to enjoy this, you know, winning at Wembley. That's that's the Liverpool we know and love, and that's that should be happening more than it has done in the last decade. You made a point. 
pre the podcast when we were talking, Keith, which I think's quite good to bring up. Uh, we were talking about the collectiveness and and how Wembley almost reminded us a bit of um, the Metropolitano from the Champions League final. But even when the players at the end were all dancing, you know, Dua Lipa was on. It was just very reminiscent to me of what, what I saw a couple of years ago when they lifted the European Cup. I think with the the sun shining, I didn't even realise Wembley had sort of like windows at the very top and the sun was shining through and I was just like, whoa, this feels a lot like Madrid. Like it looks like Madrid. You know, it was a sunny, lovely day in London, the perfect day for a cup final. And yeah, looking around, I was kind of thinking, this has got Madrid vibes. And then, you know, the scenes at the end when they won, just that was the, the last time we had moments like that, wasn't it? Because obviously, other than the Super Cup and Club World Cup, but obviously... You know, on English soil as well, fans didn't get to see the, the Premier League get lifted, and that felt like that kind of special moment that you know they've craved. And yeah, it was just the League Cup, but still, you know, a special moment. And the League Cup almost felt the like the most important cup ever yesterday, didn't it? And we we did say after the Leicester game, it almost felt like the European Cup that night at Anfield, and then obviously, you know, away at the Emirates been some special moments along the way so it'll definitely be one that's remembered and you know I think it just yeah just just a special day and it it did have those sort of proper cup final vibes and looking around I was just thinking you know this is what it's all about isn't it. James finishes off with will you be disappointed if the season ended with just one trophy now? Honestly yeah I think although that might sound greedy but um, yeah I think it, it would be a bit underwhelming just purely because, you know, I think I think you look at the situation here and now, you look at the depth of that squad, you know, the, the calibre of the players he was able to bring off the bench on Sunday, the calibre of the players who didn't even make the bench on Sunday. You look at the manager, you look at the contrast compared to Klopp a year ago when Liverpool were, quite frankly, in a mess amidst a run of six straight home defeats. You fast forward a year and you look at the energy uh, that, that Klopp's got now, you know, well and truly got his mojo back. You look at, as we said before, that sense of unity. You look at someone like Luis Diaz, you know, what a performance that was from him. I thought he was probably, you know, Liverpool's brightest spark going forward all day. What he's going to add for the rest of the season, you know, Harvey Elliott, having him back, you know, what what a story that is, you know, for someone who, you know, wasn't sure whether he would play again this season back in September, yet... There he is, a, a Wembley winner, you know, and he wasn't even supposed to be on the bench, was he? It was only because of that late Thiago withdrawal and, and Cater being installed to the starting lineup. So, you know, and for players like like Jota and Canate, you know, a, a first kind of triumph for them at Liverpool. I, I just think all of that, it's a habit, isn't it, winning that just when when you savour it, especially those scenes at Wembley, you know, it's like a drug. You want, you know, you want you want more of it. Yeah, so that's why I probably would be a bit disappointed if that, if that is the only trophy lifted this season. I'd, I'd also be surprised because I just think this group of players are too good and this manager is too special for for this to be the limit of Liverpool's achievements. I think it will be the springboard. I don't think I don't think all four is realistic. Of course, you put your foot to the floor and go all out for all four, but yeah, I'd happily settle for two or three. Absolutely. Uh, Brilliant stuff from both Kiva and James. Great piece on the site now from James. Uh, We're not finished just yet because on this red agenda, uh, we've got another 10 minutes, which is the thoughts of Neil Mellor. Caught up with Neil exactly after the whistle had gone uh, yesterday. So inside Wembley. So listen out for that. That's coming up next. Thoughts of Neil Mellor on Liverpool's uh, success. And don't forget, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read all of the articles on Liverpool, everything else on the site. 
on theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Special price right now, £1 a month for six months. So head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. We're sponsored for this episode of Walk On by LinkedIn. So it's only right that we crowbar in a reference to Liverpool's super slick recruitment process while we talk them up. Because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like Arnie Slot, probably. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. In fact, on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash walk. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash walk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, this is a Red Agenda special live from Wembley after Liverpool have won the League Cup in dramatic circumstances. I'm Steve Hobbersall. Neil Meller is alongside me. Our nerves have been shredded, Neil. What did you make of it? Oh, Hollers, we did it. We did it. Uh, and that's all that matters. I mean, it was a cracking cup final. It was uh, a really well-fought, competitive game. We thought we'd won it with the Matic disallowed goal. I'm sure Chelsea thought the same with a couple of their disallowed goals. But when it goes to penalties, you're thinking... Come on, surely it's our time to win it and there were some decent penalties and it was our turn to win it, our time to win it. Absolutely unbelievable feeling to enjoy celebrating that win. The noise you can hear in the background is the team just having lifted that trophy and the whole occasion feels far bigger, with respect, than a League Cup final. Yeah, we've been looking forward to it for a while, haven't we? You know, the fans at Anfield have been singing about coming to Wembley. We knew it was going to be a proper Cup final. Whilst people would say it's only the League Cup, Proper opposition, you know. Chelsea are on top side. They just won the World Club Cup. They won the Champions League last season, and I thought it was a proper game of football out there. But the feeling of winning a trophy—that we've spoken about this group for a while now under Jurgen Klopp. This is a special time to be a Liverpool supporter. We are watching a team that is quite incredible. It's a time to enjoy, but you also want to see us get our rewards by winning the trophies. And I thought today was one of those occasions. It's cruel, whatever way you're losing a penalty shootout. We were sat there. You know, nervous as anything. We're telling each other we're going to miss, <laughs> going to miss every time, aren't we? Um, let's just go through the penalty shootout. Shootout. The fact that the Chelsea manager changed his keeper one minute before the end of extra time. What, what was it? Psychological play? Well, yeah, I think so. He obviously, has a good record with penalty kicks. It didn't go down well. You know, we're in the Liverpool end here, and, and the fans didn't like it. I felt as though Mendy, the goalkeeper for Chelsea, was superb. I thought he made a number of good saves. He hadn't even touched the ball before the penalty shoot. I'm quite sure he got close to any of the penalties. And it had to be him who missed it. So he may well be a specialist in terms of the Chelsea. It just didn't sit right with me. Obviously, the penalties were at our ends, where the Liverpool fans are. It was a terrific sequence of Liverpool penalties, including the likes of Harvey Elliott. You know, big pressure on young shoulders. Ibrahim Akanate would never have expected to have to deal with that. Yeah. I think every player that came up, you were thinking, I hope he doesn't miss. Because he's contributed so much during the, the, the time at Liverpool, even Harvey Elliott as a young player, he's, he's an exciting player with a big future. You're thinking, I hope he doesn't miss a penalty. And, and it proved to be 
fantastic penalties. The fact that every one of our, all 11 players who contributed and gave so much out there, slighted the penalty. And like you say, it's better when it's in front of us. <laughs> and it was in front of us, wasn't it? So it was great. What, what a storyline at the end with Praveen Kelleher scoring. The young Irishman given so much responsibility and living up to Jurgen Klopp's faith throughout the game because he was outstanding. If you're going to pick a Liverpool player of the match, it's Quivine, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's got his opportunity to play in the final. I think he's earned that because of how well he's done when he has come into the team. I think he has trust from the manager, but the fans as well. I, I think there's a confidence that Quivine playing between the sticks is a decent goalkeeper. Now, he makes a big save early on in the game. That's a big moment, isn't it? I think what he had to do, he did extremely well. He didn't look overawed by such a big occasion. A big final against a, a, a rival like Chelsea. And, um, and it was great that he slotted his penalty as well. And how did you feel about Kepa's miss? I mean, given that he'd been brought on for oh, the penalty. Steve, absolutely delighted. <laughs> I don't, whatever Liverpool fan caught that ball as it went high into our end what a great feeling for all of us to see it go miles over the top and we could enjoy celebrating almost as much as when Matip scored we went wild when Matip scored couldn't believe it had been disallowed for VAR but great feeling to win the, the shootout well let's face it the margins were so tight over the 120 minutes weren't they two quality sides with three disallowed goals we're still a little bit unsure on a couple of them because we didn't get the replays no no, no replays yeah I mean it was a long delay, wasn't there, for the Matic one? I mean, we've celebrated that, and it was a long delay thinking, well, who's offside? How's he offside? I'm sure when we do see the replays, that will be explained. But there's been a lot of frustrations with VAR and the decisions, so I'm hoping they got that one right, because it was a big call to make. A couple of Chelsea's offside. Now, that's one of our strengths. People say it's a brave line, but one of the strengths we have with this Liverpool team is we catch a lot of teams offside, and it's having that bravery... But the understanding as well, that's where Virgil van Dijk is, is centre-half part of Matic, Canate at times as well, to make sure the line is spot on. And Quivine Kelleher as well, to be talking to them as well, making sure that line is spot on offside. If you're going to pick any other Liverpool players out of that match and say, you know, they stood out, like for example, Luis Diaz grew into the game really well. Yeah, Diaz was superb, absolutely. Difficult to pick a man of the match because I thought everybody contributed extremely well defensively. Andy Robertson was outstanding, I must say that, but defensively, even in extra time, he's getting forward, giving Liverpool uh, good intensity down that left-hand side. I thought the subs all, all contributed. You know, Milner, that experienced head coming on. Uh, difficult to pick a man of the match. Steve, I'm just happy we've got that long journey home and we can enjoy the fact that we have won the Cup whatever cup it is it's like, okay league cup we have won the cup and we can enjoy that journey home yeah but we can also dream about what it might lead to as well and what yeah. confidence it installs in this squad of players yeah. who many are billing as perhaps rivaling rivaling some of the best ever Liverpool teams well like I said a little bit earlier Steve this team is one to be enjoyed this period of time we don't know how long it will last but we are one of the best teams in the world so as a Liverpool fan enjoy watching this team do you know what we may win all four we may only win this trophy but what we do know is this team are going to give it everything and they are going to be in the mix of every trophy that we're competing with next up FA Cup against Norwich Champions League against Inter Milan Premier League we are right in the mix to win the Premier League trophy I'm hoping this won't be the only success this season because I really do believe in this team Wembley's miss Liverpool that's it or Wembley's miss Liverpool winning 10 years. 10 years you only have to look at the Liverpool fans faces out there they're all still smiling you know living on the emotions right on the edge of it it's wonderful to see but, yeah. the, the red wave out there yeah, absolutely i mean great attendance again from the liverpool supporters who could get tickets we know of course how difficult it is to get tickets for these cup finals the expense and also the travel as well so so great to see so many turn out um just, <laughs> just 
great to win, isn't it? You know, the difference of, you know, okay, it's gone to penalties, but the difference in the emotion, the feeling is just enormous. What happens tonight for the players? You've been involved in a cup final yourself in 2003. Yeah. Being a League Cup final, and obviously we, we got a, a game midweek and FA Cup game, but you don't imagine any, or many of these lot are involved. Does oh, yeah. so Jurgen let his hair down? Does he allow them to let their hair down? Yeah, interesting. I mean, 2003 when we beat Man United, we stayed in Cardiff. 2006 when we beat West Ham, we flew back to Liverpool and had our celebrations there. I, I would, I would think the players may want to fly back and, and enjoy it with the city and Liverpool, which is what we did. Now, I don't know how big they are in terms of drinking like we were back in 2006. Slightly different nowadays, but certainly they they want to enjoy this moment because winning a trophy doesn't come along too often in, in your life and your career. Yes, it's a game around the corner. These players deserve to enjoy it. Whether it's going out to celebrate or whatever that is, this group of players deserve the, uh, the acknowledgement to appreciate what a great achievement this is. Just want to finish with a thought on how the cup was lifted. Jordan's got that <laughs> particular moment absolutely nailed off now, hasn't he? Yeah, and we hope it's the first of more to come this season. Of course, we're all disappointed he couldn't do it in front of the fans for the Premier League trophy. That's the one we really want and I hope he gets to do it this season. Uh, but he's been a great captain. He would have been disappointed not to have been on the pitch for the full game. He came off. But that's the strength we have in the squad at the moment. Players can come on and fill those positions. He's a great leader, a great captain. I hope that's the first of a few more trophies we see him lift this season. That's Neil Mellon. We've got to run for the train. Yeah, let's go. Thanks for listening to the Red Agenda. Wherever you are around the world, what a glorious day for the Reds. And as Neil said... Hopefully more cups to be lifted this season. Terrific stuff. Many heroes in that game, but I think Quavine Kelleher might grab a headline or two. Thanks for listening to the Red Agenda. We'll catch you later.